and welcome to Is It Dad Rock Yet? I'm Martin and this is Steve. Hello. Each week we will be talking about an album from our youth that has helped shape our impeccable music taste. Starting from the year 2000, with a few older ones now and then, we look into the stories and facts about the band from around the time the album was released, with a few of our own memories thrown in the mix for good measure. So, without further ado, let's kick this off. Episode 2, Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory from the year 2000. Hybrid Theory is the debut studio album by American rock band Linkin Park, released on October 24th, 2000 through Warner Brothers Records. The album's lyrical themes deal with problems lead vocalist Chester Bennington experienced during his adolescence, including drug abuse and the constant fighting and divorce of his parents. Generally receiving positive reviews from critics upon its release, Hybrid Theory became a strong commercial success, peaking at number 2 on the US Billboard 200. It is certified 12 times platinum, it also reached the top 10 in 15 other countries and has sold 27 million copies worldwide, making it the best-selling debut album since Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction in 1987, and the best-selling rock album of the 21st century. So, Steve, does any of them figures, any of them facts kind of surprise you about Linkin Park? Uh, yeah, I was really surprised about the 27 million records sold. Um... I looked at that, and I think that might have gone up recently to, like, 31 million, but I don't have any sources to check that, but... After we spoke about Papa Roach sell- selling 7 million... And we thought that was high. <laughs> ...last time. Yeah. I was like, fuck me, 27 million records. But I don't understand why it's only been tw- certified platinum 12 times. Maybe we should check that out. Maybe. Uh, the other thing um, in there was about the lyrics written by Chester Bennington and um, how it's like based on his youth and the divorce of his parents but I also read about um, most of the lyrics written, uh, written by Mike Shinoda so, uh, and I know he's like a middle class kid so it'd be, be interesting to, to talk about that a bit later on Yeah, I suppose to sort of add on to that as well is the it just says it's, it's about his drug abuse and constant fighting it doesn't say necessarily that he's wrote about it so maybe Mike wrote it with Chester in mind oh, maybe, yeah. so yeah, that so would make sense Good point So Quiz for you, Steve. Um, what were the band's name before Linkin Park? So the band before Linkin Park was Hybrid Theory. That was the name. And mm-hmm. before that, it was Zero. But I think Zero had a different singer. I don't think it was Chester Bennington. Oh, OK. Yeah. But yeah, so I've got the same. So it's Zero from 96 to 99, and then Hybrid Theory from 99 to 2000, and then obviously Linkin Park. Yeah. Do you know why they're called Linkin Park? No. Yeah, so... Is, it, is it was... there like a... a... A park called Linkin Park. Linkin. It was Lincoln Park. Lincoln, okay. And they just changed it to Lincoln. I thought that's a pretty terrible name. <laughs> it's Fair a good is. name, but a terrible reason for it, I guess. Fair news. Um, number two, singles from the album. So can you name them? I don't think I know them all in order. I might do. Uh, actually, I think I do. Um, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> One Step Closer. Yeah. Uh, crawling. Yeah. And In The End. And I think that is potentially it, but... No. Is Papercut on there? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So it's Papercut. So it's one step closer. Crawling. Papercut in the end. Ah, okay, that makes sense. So I was listening to, I think it was an interview with uh, Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennett, and they were saying how like they had like this uh, metal thing that be- you know, to begin with, they were like a metal band or a mm-hmm. rock band, and then eventually they kind of got that pop label. And they were saying, well, that's just how. And they were <laughs> they were really angry in this interview about it, but they were saying they were just getting labelled as being like going from rock and metal to pop, but they're like, if you look back at the album, you'll see we've got like a metal song, which is One Step Closer, and then we go to Crawling, which is more just rock, and then you go to In The End, which is basically a pop song. And they're like, so on our first album, we did that, but mm. then it's just, 
I, I don't know, like followed us our entire career that we're just becoming a pop band. So what's uh, question three? Question three is, what are the band members called and what do they play? <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, obviously, I know um, Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennett then mm-hmm. are the vocalists. I think Mike Shinoda plays guitar sometimes as well, but I'm no, really not 100% sure on that one. Yeah. I know the guitarist is called Brad. Yeah. But I don't know his last name. I know the guy who plays uh, the decks, I guess you would call him a DJ, is called John? No. Joe. Joe. Uh, okay. Close enough. And uh, I, d- I don't know the bassist's name, because who gives a shit about bassists? And, uh, Ash. I don't know the drummer's name. Oh, I don't have the drummer on my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I do. I do. So what's he called? No, so I've got Chester Bennington is lead vocals. Yeah. Uh, Mike Shinoda is rap vocals, programming, samples, rhythm guitar on crawling and artwork as well. So he plays guitar on one so song. So he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he also does the artwork, the programming, the samples. So he does a lot for the actual album. All oh, right. Because yeah. this is just for the album. No, yeah. I, I he's basically like the mastermind, that mastermind behind uh, Lincoln Park. I heard. Yeah. Um, this is probably why he continued to make music. I don't know what the bassist <laughs> is doing now, or the the drummer or anything like that. I thought it was still a band. Are they? Well, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, Brad Delson is guitar and bass. Do you know why he wears those headphones? No, I was gonna I was gonna Google that, but I forgot. So um, I read it in an interview somewhere, but he said like I don't know why I wear them. I think it was like uh, he wore them for like a confidence thing, like oh I need some kind of gimmick. So he put these big fat headphones on, uh, and then he just never stopped. <laughs> well, yeah, because I watched the the thing that you sent me that two thousand and one Rock and Ring. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched that and he has his headphones in, and then I watched another one with like twenty like twenty sixteen or something, and he was exactly the same with the <laughs> with the headphones on. Um, but yeah, I was going to Google it, but I forgot. Yeah, well, what I thought was weird about <clears throat> Mike Shinoda who plays rhythm guitar in Crawling. Mm. So I watched uh, Linkin Park live at Warped Tour, and he walked on on YouTube. Obviously, you didn't on YouTube, to, yeah, yeah. Didn't to, yeah. <laughs> and he um, and he played the the intro riff, and he played guitar, I think. Yeah, I this is just Actually, on... I think I'm remembering it wrong. Never mind. Forget that. <laughs> so, but this is just the this album. I think I got this information from. Oh, so, right, he, yeah, it, so yeah. he probably live. He probably does play more. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, to be fair, Brad plays guitar and bass. He doesn't play them at the same time, <laughs> does he? So, um, and then you've got Johan. Oh, I think funny called like Mr. Han. That was his name. I don't have a clue about. Or am I thinking of South Park with Mr. Han? I'm not sure, but I'm South sure it's Mr. Han, and we'll check it out. Um, he does turntables, samples, and artwork as well. Um, and Rob Burden, bassist, the, no, drums, percussion. No, drums. Yeah, so Brad does guitar and bass for that album, so they must not have had a bassist oh, right, yeah. to record. Um, but yeah, you did quite well. Yeah, not bad. I sort got of. what three out of five. Mm. Four no. out of five. No, I didn't get Joe right. I got John. <laughs> <laughs> That's his brother. <laughs> so next section, opinions. So tell me, Steve, what is your favourite song on the album? Favourite song on the album, uh, so I knew you were going to ask me this one, obviously, it's part of our podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, listening to the album, thinking, what's my favourite song? I just could not really decide, I just thought... Was it like, there were too many good ones, or they just don't, <laughs> none of them were particularly good? <laughs> I mean, I think they're at that level of being like, yeah, there are, there's some not the great songs, some songs that I, I enjoy and are good, but I couldn't differentiate between do I like Crawling more than I like One Step Closer do I like One Step Closer more than I like Papercut so I went with One Step Closer that's my favourite song just because it was the first song I heard so I was like whatever yeah the first song I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought I'll choose uh, One Step Closer for this but there is also that Shut Up When I'm Talking To You bit which is uh, pretty cool so um 
What's your favourite song? My favourite song is Points of Authority. And the reason why I like it is because I like the intro bit with the cool guitar in the background, um, with him doing the rap, and then I like the way that it kicks in as well. Um, when he finishes the rap, it kicks into the main song. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame and put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, it just won't last. So, worst song next, and uh, I'll give you mine first, and it's a slight cheat. I've gone for worst songs. So anything that wasn't released is shite, I think, on that album. Okay. Um, as part of this podcast, um, I listened to it, listened to it again and again and again, and I couldn't tell you any other songs apart from the ones that have been released. They're just that forgettable for me, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sure they're brilliant, I'm sure there is, but for me, they're just dog shit. So um, I'll go for worst song, and I'll just say everything but one's released. I like you where you went. I'm sure they're brilliant, I'm sure they're great, but... They're all just dog shit. Yeah, for me. <laughs> Personally, my taste. Uh, yeah, worst songs. Um, my worst songs are either Runaway or Forgotten. So, Runaway, I don't know, it just seems like a really weak song, like Chorus Sucks. Same again with Forgotten, Chorus Sucks, but Runaway does have that cool part um, in the bridge. So yeah, I guess that's why it beats Forgotten. Forgotten's just the shit. But also at the same time, um, I agree with you. Like the songs that were released are good, mm. they're memorable. Um, but I used to listen to this album quite a lot. I could not <laughs> remember, remember any other song. I mean, it's been twenty years, twenty one years now, I guess. But uh, yeah, fuck me. I could not. I was like, I don't ever remember he listened to this song at all. No, and I think the. The, the one thing as well is that I must come clean is the case if I never had this album when I was younger never really bothered with Linkin Park kind of listened to the main hits I suppose um, and that was about it and I suppose from an, nowadays not to order an album isn't that weird the Spotify and everything like that but back in the day the fact that I didn't actually buy this album probably speaks volumes is like it was good it was a defining song that One Step Closer was brilliant it was iconic the video it was kind of the gateway band as we discussed with Papa Roach in the last podcast it was like that band that kicked it off but I never they never really hooked me that much all right, yeah, it was it was very different for me. I was, I guess it was one of the first bands that I was into, and I was, I, I guess it changed, kind of what I was into, what I wanted to dress like, and you know what kind of music I listened to, and for, and what you did at talent shows as well. Yeah, well, I'll bring that up in a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was a bit like I listened to it quite a lot, which confused me when I was like listening back to it now, thinking I don't ever remember listening to these songs. Like I don't remember forgotten. <laughs> Silly man. <laughs> <laughs> Forgettable. Okay, uh, what's next? So the next bit is best bit. And I suppose you've kind of mentioned this already with Runaway, but is the rubber bits as well? Well, no, I was saying that's the best part of that shit oh. song. <laughs> okay. okay, so yeah, the, the, the best part of a shit song. Okay, so uh, what's the best, best bit of the album? So the best bit of the album is just Chester's voice, I guess, which is um, pretty much in every song, but it's because he's got that, I guess he's got the aggression, uh, like you've got the screaming in there, but he... He's a really good singer as well, so mm -hmm. I think his voice just carries the band, really. If 
Chester wasn't in the band, they probably well, we wouldn't Mike's, be talking about him. Well, one of the jokes we used to say, like, all Mike's raps just sound the same. Like, he literally <laughs> felt like he just put a different, the same rap in every song. But yeah, no, that's a good shout. Um, what shows? My best bit, I went for the, uh, you know, the One Step Closer, show if I'm talking to you, oh, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and again, cool. it's just when you're younger. Now, I was like, if I listen to that song now, I'd probably be like, that's a bit cheesy. Well, and I think when I was younger, it was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. It is cool. Well, is it the coolest thing you've ever heard? Because uh, they actually put that in because of the Rage Against the Machine song, whose name. It skips my mind. Killing the name. It? Killing the name, yeah. Uh, fuck you, I won't do, do what you tell right, me. It's the, it's, <laughs> it's just, they was like, we want a part like that in our song. and yeah, Like a shouty part that yeah, everyone yeah. get behind. Well, they managed that. And, you know, they're probably really happy that Martin Kirby's favourite song on this podcast they're never going to listen to is <laughs> that bit. So that's, you know, achievement made. So, next bit. Um, do you like the album? I like the singles. I think we both mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I mean, I've got a playlist for my wife. We listen to it in car and it's got the singles on it, but I wouldn't put an album track on. Like, it's a bit dogger, aren't <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the, when we were doing the podcast, I was like, yeah, we'll do all these songs. These albums are great. And then we just go, I, was like, I don't actually even like this album. I don't even like this band. Um, but they do have some good songs. And again, I, well, I say good songs. Are they good songs? Are they nostalgic? Are they, you know, arguably, are they good songs? Or are they just I think right they are, place, right time, kind of that era for us and nostalgia? I think they are good songs. Um, and I think that because we listen to them now, like, there's loads of songs that we've got nostalgia for, like, what style that um, Halo. I don't have that's that on the a... best song ever written <laughs> I don't have that on a playlist I do have some Linkin Park songs on mm. a playlist but yeah the singles are, are uh, the, the, I guess the, the one defining yeah. factor for me for this uh, this album it does feel a bit like uh, the rest is filler yeah um, it is not kind of, similar, kind of similar to Papa Roach but I do feel Papa Roach's filler songs were better yeah I think that as well it was more of a alb- uh, yeah it was more of an album for Papa Roach in the fact that the, all the songs were pretty good there was a couple of bad ones but with Hybrid Theory, it's like they were a singles band and the album was just, yeah, filler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, would you listen to it now? No. I didn't think you would. <laughs> but the re- I uh, wanted to bring this up because I wouldn't listen to it now, I don't think. Because when I listen to a new band now, and they even if they slightly remind me of Linkin Park, I'm just like, this band sucks. I don't want to listen to them. Um, a good example for me and sorry for uh, to any Higher Power fans out there but um, I really wanted to like Higher Power like they're from Leeds Leeds, Leeds, Leeds they're you know they're a hardcore band or they were a hardcore band and then 27 Miles Underwater came out and I was like I'm going to listen to this it's going to be awesome first song intro kicked in I was like yeah this is cool and then the vocals came in and I was like it just reminds me of Lincoln Park I can't listen to this so I just turned it off <laughs> Actually, we just had a listen, and it's not the uh, vocals when they kick in, it's the chorus. It's the chorus that reminds me of Lincoln Park, and yeah, just wasn't into it. (laughs) 
Okay, Steve, so I clearly don't have any memories of this shite band that I don't even like. <laughs> um, so what are your memories? Both good and bad. I've got some terrible, terrible memories of uh, Linkin Park. So, um, like I said uh, earlier, they were one of the first bands that I ever listened to. I, uh, I don't know if I've ever told anyone this out loud, but um, as I was reading about uh, Linkin Park the other night, and I was like, what are my memories of Linkin Park? It dawned on me that I really wanted to be Chester Bennington. Well, like... when you say that, you're, I've, I've wrote later on about some of the fashion sense. Is that where that comes into? Yeah, so, like, for some reason, I thought I could sing like Chester Bennington. I thought he was just, like, the coolest guy in the world. And I remember uh, Aidan, who we used to... Who we used to hang about, we still hang about with him, who uh, we spoke about on the last episode. But, um... We used to get, as I would play a Swiffer mop, mm-hmm. uh, and he would play a tennis racket, and we'd film ourselves okay. jumping around to music. And obviously, Lincoln Park was one of them. Uh, Lincoln Park was probably one of the reasons why we wanted to start a band. So, like, I remember when we were younger. Obviously, you remember this because we were all in a band together. But we, um, me and Aidan, wanted to start a band. We had no instruments whatsoever, and then I think we had a tennis racket and a swiffer mop. Yeah, we had a ten- <laughs> tennis racket and a swiffer mop. I think I got a bass, and then Aidan got a guitar. And one of the real reasons we did that was because we thought Lincoln Park were pretty fucking cool. Um, turns out we were wrong, but yeah. So, um, so then yeah, the fashion sense with the big baggy jeans and the flame shirt, from flame market. shirt from Mark jeans, <laughs> jeans, wristbands. Uh, Did you have wristbands? Yeah, wristbands, anal beads around your neck, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Not actual anal beads. They were just you wanted them back, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so I really wanted to be Chester Bennington. I thought I could sing like Chester Bennington, and this leads to me to I guess the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I can't remember if it was year eight or year nine, but I was definitely old enough to know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I performed in the talent show, uh, a Lincoln Park song. And I think this is when I learned that I couldn't actually sing. So there was a point in year seven when me and my friend joined the choir, like fucking losers. And um, I remember singing and like singing my heart out. And the, t- <laughs> the teacher just being like... The thing is, this is quite funny because I know you cannot, <laughs> you cannot sing, like sing, sing. <laughs> So the teacher was just kind of like, oh, Stephen, do you want to just like shut up? Leave. <laughs> Basically. And I thought I could sing. And then at this talent show, I was like singing. I was in the end. So me and uh, Lee Burnett, who we went to school with, he was the Mike Shinoda version. And I was Chester Bennington. Ben- Chester Bennington. And on the stage, you probably remember this. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully I mean, you don't. It's, it's burnt into your memory. <laughs> it's burnt into my memory as well. And I didn't even do it. But the dance moves were the same, like spinning around in circles, stamping your feet, all that. <laughs> awful stuff but I remember at one point singing and thinking oh my god that's my voice I don't think I can sing <laughs> it's what a good time to have that realisation in front of the entire school and we must have gone to a really nice school because I don't think you got bullied as much as you should have done I think you're bullied at all for exactly. it it's so confusing so yeah shout out to Holy Family Catholic <laughs> High School for not having that bad bullies yeah so um, yeah that is my memories of Lincoln Park I think, um, though, yeah, like I say, we're doing this album because they were one of the main reasons I got into music, I guess, um, even though it's a pretty bad album. Um, and, yeah, I uh, just wanted to be Chester Bennington. I wanted the flame tattoos up my arms. Mm. I wore the flame shirts. I wanted to dye my hair all um, crazy colours. Are you glad that you didn't get the flame tattoos? I am glad. Yeah. Did, I imagine you asked for them and your mum stopped you. Well, I mean, I'm glad because I've been like 13 <laughs> or 14. <laughs> but... Um, 
Yeah, the only thing I was going to say was, um, so I also have memories of Linkin Park being uh, like a wannabe band. Do you remember wannabes? It might, I don't know if you would think, but I remember uh, it, like, you know, like poses. So like, if someone oh, was wearing yeah, a Slipknot yeah, yeah, t-shirt sorry, yeah, I was, or like yeah. Linkin Park, you'd be like, oh, fucking guys are wannabe. Yeah, you don't even, yeah, you yeah, don't even yeah. listen to the music kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, you're not even into it. But I remember thinking like, oh man, I better hide the fact that I like Linkin Park. <laughs> so I liked Linkin Park in secret. <laughs> 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 I mean now, now that I'm older I'm like no, you, I, you can come out and say I, yeah, you, you, I, I, I you liked were a them. fan yeah. I didn't like the album but I liked the singles well, I did like the album when I was younger I'm going to wedge you after this by the way <laughs> you won't pick this one enough so yeah uh, great memories of uh, Linkin Park uh, the, the ones where you know when I actually think about them on my own and they're you know they're actually really good but when I think if anyone else finds out about these I'm going to like you know deny it. <laughs> deny it <laughs> So now we've done the part about our memories and our opinions and thoughts and everything like that. Um, you've got some trivia for you, for us, Steve. Do you want to kick us off with that? Uh, yeah, sure. So I've um, got it written down here. So uh, I think we already mentioned this, but um, 27 million copies world, uh, worldwide up to now. So I don't know why I got 31 million from earlier when I mentioned that. So it is 27 million, going back to we said we oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, One of the biggest uh, selling albums ever. Band were originally called Zero. Uh, changed to Hybrid Theory and then changed to Lincoln Park. Um, so they changed from Hybrid Theory to Lincoln Park because I think some other band had like a name like Hybrid Theory or something like that, or Hybrid. So they had to change it, which I thought was daft. Like, why? How so? Like, As why? in, like, they were signed and. Well, who the fuck are Hybrid? Who the fuck are Hybrid Theory? You know what I mean? I've not heard of Hybrid Theory. <laughs> really good band. <laughs> um, so then I guess it gets to a point where. Um, so I read two things on this one. So I read that Chester Bennett and um, he left his family to join Lincoln Park. So he heard uh, this band needed a singer, listened to him and was like, visa, visa on it. Um, I need to join this band and left his family. But I also read that he didn't leave his family. He just uprooted his family. So he had a wife and a kid, I think. And he moved from, you know, like, I think it was like somewhere in the Midwest um, to California to, to join the band. Um, but it they couldn't get signed, so I think they they must have had a management, uh, or they must have been under contract with management, and they couldn't get signed. So they played to like forty to forty five label, I guess A and R people, and just couldn't get signed at all. Mm. And it wasn't until Mike Shinoda sent some songs to a guy called Jeff Blue, and that got the uh, ball rolling with with them getting signed to Warner Brothers. So I think they sent him some. Uh, stuff quite early on some demos and he was like oh this is great but he wasn't in a position to to sign the band and then he became like vice president president of warner brothers and was like this is a band uh we should be signing and he 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 was the guy that signed corn and i think it was limp biscuit let me double check uh i've not written that down oh no, it was incubus so yeah corn and incubus he uh he signed um but throughout him thinking Linkin Park are his great band and him signing them when they were recording Hybrid Theory, like Linkin Park said they, they were just fighting constantly to make the album that they wanted to make, mm. even to a point where the label were going to kick Mike Shinoda out of the band, which is pretty crazy to think considering he's... An integral part yeah, of the entire like, sound he, and he band. He is yeah. Linkin Park. Like, he's, he did the logo for the album. He was like the guy thinking about their style and bringing in the electronic stuff and writing the lyrics, writing the songs. It's almost like if he could have sung, like as in he could sing clean, the baby wouldn't have even had Chester kind of thing. Yeah, if Mike, you know, could sing, like Chester could sing, what, what would be the point in having Chester? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I thought that was crazy. Like, oh, let's kick Mike out, the guy who basically is Lincoln Park. Um, but it does show that they did have to fight the label, which I thought was, a, you know, kind of a bit weird because they've got this um, brand or they've got this image of being like a manufactured band, or at least that's how they were perceived back in like the year 2000, is that, oh, this is basically a, a new metal boy band. Um, and they didn't really you know, um, get the, I guess, the opportunities they maybe could have got at that, at that point. Um, like, Especially if you're competing against the likes of, like, Korn and things like that, which uh, yeah. where no one would have said that they were a manufactured new metal band. Do you know what I mean? They're much more... Well, they, yeah, basically invented new metal, yeah. 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 But, like, um, I guess things that maybe um, made that seem like they were a manufactured band was the fact that there's no swearing in hybrid theory. Uh, I read... They're all incredibly good looking. Have they? So apparently, <laughs> so um, yeah. So there's no swearing in hybrid theory. I even read through all the lyrics to be like, so, someone has to swear. Like, Is there no swearing? There's no swearing. I in didn't it. even yeah think, didn't even click. Yeah, so I thought there's maybe that. And Chester found the band through a management company. I can't remember what a management company was called, but I think the management company got in touch with Chester and was like, "This band need a singer. You know, would you be into it?" Which I guess again. Leads that down, like leads down to the the point of being. Well, this is a manufactured band, but I don't. Well, I don't it's, it's not. That's no, yeah. That's no different to you know uh, where we practice. There's always like advertisement for guitarists and stuff, and obviously it's slightly a uh, bit higher level, I suppose. But ultimately, if you don't have a singer and you want a singer, you apply for a singer and someone yeah, yeah. comes in. You know, yeah. was it Architects has had a guitarist and they held auditions and things like that. So it's not that weird. No, no. I mean, uh, if you watch that Foo Fighters documentary, they they did that as well. They held like auditions to get the um well it's the guy from the guitarist from Nun Your Name is now guitarist Yeah, I suppose it's but... like if they were always had already had that kind of or someone wanted to push that image, then they would use that against them to say, well he wasn't even in the band from the beginning he applied yeah, to yeah, an ad. Yeah. So it's almost like it could push that narrative if that's what you wanted to push. So I don't uh, yeah, I, I wonder I wonder even why that came about. Like I wonder who decided, you know what, I'm gonna push this band as being a a fake band has been a manufactured boy band. Oh, it must have been someone in the press. It must have started with one article and it yeah. just gone on. But um, because of that, I read that they felt like they needed to prove themselves live. Um, they went on tour with Deftones in 2001 and Deftones was supposedly talking shit about them. Um, I could not find anything online about that. Like, I was trying to find, like, Chino Marino talk shit about Lincoln Park or, like, Deftones talk shit about Lincoln Park. And the only thing I could find was, like, in 2003, Chino Marino was basically like, Lincoln Park suck, Limp Biscuit suck, Metallica suck. We should be uh, to, we should be headlining this uh, summer sanitarium tour. Yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was because I was talking to you or I was looking online. I can't remember which one it was, but it was like Deftones were really annoyed that they were pigeonholed into that New genre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I read that a few but times. But that's obviously, by the back, that's Deftones, yeah. so... Um, so yeah so Lincoln Park felt like they had to prove themselves um, so we were saying like when they went on tour with people like Deftones they'd get jealous like Deftones would be jealous of Lincoln Park because of how good they were alive and I thought is that true really because I mean Deftones are a pretty sick band um, to be fair back in 2001 I can't imagine they were that great live but um I was thinking well I'll watch some videos and I want to try and prove them wrong I want to make sure that you know, Lincoln Park weren't that great live because I can't imagine they were. But I watched uh, Lincoln Park live at Rock and Ring. Sent it to you on WhatsApp, didn't yeah. I? And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, they actually were really good live. So that ruined my point. 
Well, I watched the uh, the show in a rock and ring in 2001, and they are good, like you say, they are good. But there was a few things that just weren't quite right. And so um, there was one bit where on the third song, I think it was the first song, the paper cut, there was a really jarring sort of snare. Um, and I just don't know why it's there. I don't think it's in the real recording, but when he, when he played it, when they played it live, it just was awful. And he kept doing it, and that annoyed me. <laughs> Um, and then also the other thing was the there's a weird beatbox bit at the end of um, Points of Authority. It qu quickly made it like my worst song of all time, but I'm sticking to it. I did like it still. But it was just a weird beatbox thing. And when he did it, I kind of was like, why have you done that? And I assume <laughs> afterwards they probably thought, oh, did you do that beatbox? Yeah, you did. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Um, but there were some really, really good things. So one thing I did notice, so I googled it, it was 25 years old at that show, Chester Burton. And if you've seen the Rock and Ring um, 2001 show, it's a huge audience. They weren't playing, you know, first, you know what I mean? I don't know if there was headline or not, but yeah, there was a massive crowd. And so it'd be 25 years old, headlining a show like that, you know what I mean? It, they, they were oh, good yeah, and, and, you know, they sort well, of they commanded like... the, the, the audience was on board. Yeah, it's like when I said I watched um, the video of them playing live at Warped Tour. I think it was like 2015 or 2014 or something like that. And like it was like the entire crowd of Warped Tour was just there to watch Linkin Park, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, definitely. Um, his voice, fantastic. Chester's shouty voice, yeah. singing voice was really good. Um, I think it's when it starts off, when it's just like, um, I think they play with you first though, and he just screams down the microphone. And yeah. I, was like, I think that's when I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. One thing I did notice as well was the these keyboard, uh, the sample guy, um, Joe Han. The DJ. DJ man. DJ Han. Um, he added a lot more to it than I expected. Yeah, I thought that as well. So, on the rec yeah, on the recording, yeah, you just yeah. think, he just pushes buttons. I think, is it in the end, when he's like proper rocking out while pressing a button? And we was always <laughs> used to laugh at the video, and be like, he's just pushing buttons, mate. And he just pushes buttons on the sh in the live show, but you can tell now listen back to it it's like he had so much more atmosphere to the yeah I thought that as well I think when I uh, I think that was maybe one thing that made me think oh actually that's pretty cool is that um, the intro is basically him making a load of noise mm. and it's just like oh it sounds like it's building up to something here and it, it does end up being just like pretty cool when they all kick in yeah and I think it's one of them things where he isn't front and centre but without him, he would it, the songs would sound a lot different because yeah, there'd be some bits where you think, oh, I haven't done that bit, and that was him, that kind of thing. You wouldn't yeah. miss it until he's gone, and then you're like, oh. There's probably some things as well which, like, you know, it's live, like just some cool sounds that come in, and you're like, you probably not even hear, hear them properly on the record until you took them out. Mm -hmm. But like live, I think it was quite loud, and he was like, oh, that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the other thing was it, fashion. 
it was very 2000s. It looked, <laughs> it, it cast my mind back to school, to a talent show that I watched with a, <laughs> a young boy, <laughs> a young boy and his delusions. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very 2000s. Um, I suppose the only difference is we were 13, 14, so we could get away with looking yeah. like prats, whereas, I don't know, I mean, it was just the fashion then, wasn't it? If we were 25, we probably would have been dressing like that as well. I'd like to think I wouldn't. But I yeah. know. Flame tats, baggy clothes, chains, studded wristbands. It was just, it just screamed Ghoul Market. Ghoul Market, or the top deck at Princess Key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting your burnies. <laughs> and then when they got absolutely knackered at the bottom, cutting them off, yeah, so having some burnie yeah. cut-offs. And then if it rained, you'd have rain, like, just soaked up halfway to, up like, to you, up your shin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it was a really good show, and I think um, it was really interesting, because I watched it in 2001, and then obviously on the recommended bit on YouTube, it was like 2015, 2016, shows still doing the, the, doing the tours, and they were still really good live, so it's oh, like yeah. they're just continued well yeah I can imagine you just get better and better definitely yeah they were already good to begin with like I imagine their live show went from being pretty um, pretty standard you know like kind uh, some lights but mainly based around the music I imagine like in 2016 it would have been like an actual show that you would have gone to see Um, not like you know um and I was like some hardcore band you went to go see who don't have the money to pay for it I'm pretty sure Linkin Park will got a fucking shitload of money Mm. Yeah, definitely. But no, really good. Um, it was one of the few things that I actually watched that you sent me. So <laughs> it was good. I'm glad I did. Uh, the other, the last thing I wanted to bring up actually was uh, just about the influence that Lincoln Park have had. Yeah. Um, because I was reading a lot about that, and obviously you've got like, um, like emo rap and SoundCloud rap. I think that's influenced quite heavily. SoundCloud rap. Yeah. If you if you it's just like um, I didn't call it emo rap or trap and SoundCloud rap. Uh, SoundCloud rap. It's all the same pretty much. Right, okay. But it's like. Kind of like emo lyrics with like electronic and hip hop, um, but I think they were probably quite a big influence on that. Right. Okay. Um, but some uh, I couldn't like you know I couldn't find any people to to really hone in on that because it's just not my kind of thing. I don't know who's big in there in that scene. But um, in terms of popular music, like Bring Me Horizon, um, Linkin Park are big um, influence on them. Probably more so now than back in like two thousand six or two thousand eight. Um, and then bands like Architects, like their new album is, well, actually they've been adding electronic parts for quite a while now, but their new album's a bit more pop-oriented. Yeah. Um, and that's another one where I listened to it and I thought, sounds like Lincoln Park, it sucks. Yeah, um, yeah, we weren't fans, was we? We tried, we tried, we got about five songs through. I think I got the first, most through. I think I got through three songs, was like, yeah. fuck this. But that, this, like, I've liked every Architects album, um... Since Hollow Crown, kind yeah, of since Hollow yeah, Crown yeah. up to up to now, so yeah, um, so that was a, a lot of punch in the gut, but yeah, I wasn't happy. <laughs> it with was a shame, yeah, wasn't it? it? Was but yeah, shame. fair dues. We, you know, musicians don't want to do the same thing over and over again, so fair yeah. dues. And then I guess Billie Eilish is another one where I'm not a Billie Eilish fan. I'm not. I don't think she necessarily shows the influence in terms of uh, like the music. Like I think she is more like electronic, mm. um, and you might not hear the like the metal influence in that much as in there. But the fashion actually is making a comeback, like. Um, is she been chopping at top deck of princess yeah King? yeah it's like devolving going to a, <laughs> uh, what was it called hot topic or something in america there was hot topic in america one there then um i can't remember what it's called it doesn't matter uh, i will find out classics in it was York. classics in, in new york. york and then what was it in there was katmandu yeah. in hull and there was another one in hull it was like urban somewhat or other there was like urban gene 
Jean rack or something. Jean rack, that was another one, yeah, where you got your vernis from. That's yeah. massive fucking jeans. Um, but yeah, that that whole sort of like different coloured hair, black hair, nail varnish, dog collars, chains. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. It's yeah, all coming back point, now. Yeah. Um, and I think mainly probably due to Billie Eilish. Um, probably like Bring Me Horizon as well. But yeah, and I thought, oh, well, they're actually, that influence is now coming back and it probably is taken from loads of different places, but Lincoln Park will be one of them. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned a few times in this podcast about things that we'll look up later. It's now later, so here is what we've looked up. So the 12 times platinum, um, but it's sold 27 million records worldwide. Um, we had a quick look, and it seems that most countries have got different governing bodies of how they define what's gone platinum, what's gone gold, and things like that. Um, so chances are the 12 times platinum is the, the American version of platinum, um, but it's sold 27 million albums worldwide. It does make sense with populations differing. You know, to sell a million records in the UK would be a lot harder to do than a million records in the in the US, for example. Yeah, I guess as well it could have been like certified three times platinum in the UK. It could have been certified five times platinum in the US. It could have been certified, you know, one times platinum in like Canada and yeah. then like I don't know, like two times platinum in uh, Argentina and then. It's not been certified platinum in any other country, so it's only yeah. been certified 12 times. Yeah, definitely. Um, Zero didn't have Chester in them, so there was formed before Chester joined. Um, and Linkin Park are on hiatus at the minute, so technically they are still a band. Um, they're just on a break. But they're on a break. Um, the I think it did mention that uh, Mike was asked about whether they do it with like a hologram of... Chester, but I don't think he sort of commented or gave any sort of definitive answer. Um, so yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, that, that, uh, I wonder who would be able to step into Chester Bennett and shoes as a as a lead like vocalist for for Lincoln Park. I I bet there's a lot of people that could do Chester Bennett and for one song. So like mm. if they did a live show, it'd be like, oh, we've brought on a few different vocalists, or it could be that for this one tour, it is I don't know Nate from Finch or whatever. Um, don't know why I chose him. Actually, I do know why I chose him because he joined Lincoln Park um, on stage at the Warped Tour that I watched. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it could be that. Uh, I know bands have done that in the past. Well, some forty one. Um, Derek um, has sung. I can't remember what song it was, but they sang. He sang a song with Linkin Park as, okay, as Chester. Yeah. He, he did quite well, to be fair. Oh, nice. Really, really well. It's actually quite surprising how good a song uh, singer Derek is when we he sh- sang that. We should try and link that somewhere. Yeah. On our socials. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Joe Han is known as Mr. Han. Oh, uh, well. but I suppose he would be like Mr. Joe Han. Yeah, I mean, Han's his last name. <laughs> True. <laughs> the shop that Steve couldn't think of was called Urbanite, and I think it was also called, also called Experience. And what, what did they sell there? Uh, yeah, I think Urbanite was like band merchandise. And Experience was uh, like a BDSM shop. <laughs> <laughs> Gimp masks and... Uh, leather, uh, like PVC, mm. like um, like I don't know, fire high boots and stuff like that. I remember. I remember being fucking terrified when I first walked in there, um, because of like the mannequins on display in the window. No, fair. the piercings as well. I think I got my ears pierced there upstairs, like inside my ears. All oh, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, good, good shot back in yeah. the day. So middle room was like the middle floor was the band, band t-shirt like yeah. band merch upstairs was like piercings. was it a tattoo sh- like a tattoo studio I don't know but it was the piercings, piercings up there. as well yeah and then in the basement was a sex shop right yeah but i never went down there because i was not 18 yeah i never went down there because <laughs> i was too scared <laughs> linkin park hybrid theory it was an obvious choice for the second episode um it had lots of memories uh, both good and 
bad for you, Steve. <laughs> um, Fuck off. But, but yeah, 27 million um, copies sold worldwide. Um, huge, huge band, huge influences. Even we're seeing the influences, like you mentioned, we're still seeing them today. Some of the bands that we've st- we listen to and still like are influenced heavily by Linkin Park. Unfortunately, we have come to the realisation that we don't actually like Linkin Park. Yeah, the singles are good. Singles are good. Album shite. Um, but yeah, other than that, brilliant band. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Maybe you learned something, maybe you found it interesting. Hell, you might have even found it funny and actually enjoyed it. Whatever you thought, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at IsItDadRockYet or you can send us an email to IsItDadRockYet at gmail.com. Thanks again and we'll be back next week with another episode.